Welcome to the Thrive Church weekly message. We hope you enjoy this podcast and we pray that it blesses you. For any information on this sermon or our other resources, visit thrivechurch.co.nz. Hey guys, I'm Jared, one of the pastors here at me and I'm really excited about our 21 days of love and today I get to speak on Love is Brave and I wanted to open um, with one of the greatest movies of all time um, just because like, I, f- I felt like that clip is an incredibly awesome creative illustration of where we're at as a church right at the moment. You know, it's, it's, I feel like as a church we're right on the edge of Stepping into something brand new and the expression and maturity of what we're actually called to, that we've had such a, such a good season over the last few years of God teaching us about our identity, about who He is, about going deep into being established in love. And there's a point where you become established. Well, now you've got to be established for a reason, and that's to express who He is into the community. If you're a tree and you spend all your effort just putting down your roots, and that's all you ever do is put down roots, and you're actually called a stump. And there's a time, and I feel like we're right there now where it's time to start bearing fruit and stretching out those branches into the community and doing something awesome. And so like today, treat this morning as an invitation for you to go, you know what, God, I, I want to go on, on a faith adventure with your love. You know, there's this incredible thing about God is that He is love. Love isn't just found, you know, out there and there. Like He He is love, and we were created in His image, which means we've been created in the image of love. And love is many things, and one of the things that it is, is love is brave. Like, like, love looks at the face of fear and just laughs uproariously. And it goes, you know what? I don't care about you, fear, because I, I've got a mode of action to see something take place. And this morning is your invitation to go on a faith adventure with love. And over the next 21 days, we're going to be giving some practical teaching and training of what that looks like. But those 21 days don't stop. They carry on. This is like the training moment, just a taste of what God is going to start unrolling as the adventure goes on over the next few years. So as we look at 21 days of love, and this morning, love being brave, First point I want to make this morning is be brave and sign up for the adventure. Like be brave and go, God, here I am. I I want to take the adventure with you. I want to go on the adventure of a lifetime. God, I'm, I'm designed to be like you. And in each one of us is this deep hunger for adventure. You know, I wrote this down during worship in the first service was, you know, we, we get the choice. We can choose, like, I, I want to live meek and mild or I want to live strong and wild. You know, and I, I, I just, I want a lifestyle that is just wild with the radical things of God, the unexplained things where we would look as individuals and then collectively at a church at what God has done and go, man, this is only possible. Because God did something. We, we, we managed to impact 10,000 people with the radical love of Jesus Christ. How did, how did a church in Rangura, um, how did we do that? We go, man, it was, it was only God. It was only God. So this morning as we sign up for the adventure, I, wanted, I, want, to, I want to introduce you to, to the God gym. 
Because every adventure that we're gone, we need some suitable training and we need some endurance and we need some growth and we need some protein to get our gains. And you know, we, we're going to go on the God adventure and God likes to train us in His God gym. And I've had a fair bit of experience in the God gym over the last 31 years of being Jesus' friend. I got to tell you, Jesus is amazing, but He's a little bit ruthless as a personal trainer sometimes. Like, you know, you'll go through a God season and you'll be going through some endurance and He'll be pushing you through a few different uncomfortable places and you'll be like, Jesus, I just really want the Holy Spirit to, to come and be the comforter. And then the comforter comes and He's like, suck it up, buttercup, you've got more in you. And He's like, what is this? Holy Spirit, man, He wants to take us into our destiny And He wants to be the comforter that goes with us on the adventure. He doesn't want to be the lazy boy that we recline into and achieve nothing with. So He's like, man, you'll get comfort when you're in uncomfortable places. If you want to see the expression of who I am, go to where I am. I live outside of your comfort zone. So be brave and go on the adventure. See, Jesus was was the, the best example of what? a Christian lifestyle looks like. And people would look at Jesus and go, man, Jesus, you're amazing. You can moonwalk on water. You can walk through walls. You can multiply food. Jesus, you're amazing. Jesus, we want to be like you. We're going to follow you. We want to follow you closer. And Jesus would say, yeah, that's really cool. But just for your information, I don't even have a home. Like, you think that my life looks really amazing? Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but I have nowhere to lay my head. Jesus was so aware, like, of the words of, you know, King David, that my life is like a, it's like a vapor. God, who am I that you would consume yourselves with the matter of me? One moment I am here, and then a moment I am gone. My, my life is like, like a click in the scheme of eternity. It's nothing, yet you are so mindful of who I am. Jesus was so aware of the impact of legacy. Jesus was so aware that He was walking love in the flesh and one lifetime was going to affect the lifetimes of generations to come for the rest of eternity. He was so aware of what love being brave could actually accomplish. He goes, man, I am not going to settle for anything less than the full destination of the adventure that God has set before me. I have signed up for the adventure. I love that we get to start 21 Days of Love with the big gift. Because I love, love, I love love, lol. I love love looking, wow, lots of L's. I love love looking like something. I love love looking like something. And it's got to look like something. And you got that, that moment in that scene with Bilbo, and if you're on the podcast Copyright disclaimers, we can't put those things on our podcast, but you can YouTube it. He gets that moment with a contract set before him and he's going to Gandalf going, well, like, can, can I still be me at the end of this or, or am I going to be somebody different? God's goal when we go on adventures isn't that the, the end of the adventure we'll be the same person that we were before. He goes, man, I'm faithful to bring to completion the work that I've started in you, which is to make us more and more Christ-like, which is the renewal of our minds, that we wouldn't conform and fit into a box. He goes, man, I want to take you from where you are on a faith adventure so that in the going, I can bring the transformation that you've been praying for. You've been going, God, make me more like you. He goes, I will make you more like me as we go. 
And so here we have the God gym. Because in a gym, the way that you get results and the way you get growth is that you experience the pain. And you get there and you begin to push yourself further than you thought you could push yourself. And then when you get a trainer with you, they'll push yourself further than you thought you thought you could push yourself. And you're there and you're doing the workout. And what happens is your muscle fibers tear and then you have your supplements and your healthy foods with the Spirit and the Word of Truth. And your muscle fibers begin to rebuild over the next 48 hours and your heart rate's elevated. You're burning more calories than you were before, getting fitter and stronger. And when you go back to the gym, you are stronger than where you were before because you went through the process. And like God likes to put me in God gyms, and this is one of my weight bars from home. And what God likes to do is He likes to wake me up with finance breakthroughs. God likes to take me on finance journeys. It's been such an interesting season ever since I started making money way, way back in my life. The guy was like, this is really interesting. Your heart connection, Jared, with money. I really want your heart and your heart is connected to finances. Therefore, for me to fully have your heart, I need to fully have your finances. And then my whole life has been this continual to and throw, to and throw of God fully beginning to take ownership of my heart bit by bit. My life is fully surrendered and our life is fully surrendered. And it's amazing how a fully surrendered life we keep trying to take back whenever God wants to take what we gave to Him. (laughs) And so God likes to do this with me on finances. And because we've got the big gift today, I want to share a couple stories because I want to encourage us that what God wants us to do is He wants us to be brave in love that we would push through fear. Because there are so many different things. If if we're going to be brave, if we want to see 10,000 people radically impacted, then we have to be prepared to take risks because risks are the exercises in which faith muscles grow. If you don't have risks, you don't have an exercise. If you don't have an exercise, you don't have an opportunity for growth. I walked past um, one of the pubs this week and they had a poster on the outside, Halloween special, like live performances, entertainment. I walked past the poster and I thought, huh, that's interesting. I wonder if I could get in that show. If people are wanting some supernatural things, I wonder if I could get in that show and then I could be like, does anyone want to have their future or, or something of their past? There's no way that I could know that I just want to speak to you about. It's like, that would be pretty cool. It's like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I'd be scary and it'd be awesome and people would, I could do some words of knowledge and call people up and pray for them and they'd have this encounter and this and that. So I rang up the manager and I was like, hey, Arthur, my name's Jared and just want to, you know, I just want to do this. And like, I, I specialize in giving um, unknown words about people's pasts and future that I shouldn't be able to know. And I just, you've got this you know, Halloween show coming up. Just wondering if you'd like me to be a part of that. And they went, uh, no. And I was like, oh, I imagine that panning out differently. And I was nervous making the phone call, excited making the phone call, taking a risk. And oh, you know what? Risks don't always have to pan out. There was still an element of fear that I got a breakthrough and still stepped into something. So if you're seeing people over this time and you've got your wee cards and things like that, you go, man, I want to buy a stranger a coffee. I saw someone with a limp and I want to pray for them or this and that. I want to tell you the only way you're going to get through fear, this is really deep, is to get through the fear. The only way you're going to get to the other side is to walk through the middle and then you're going to get there. And so I had this realisation a wee while ago because often I've had these quiet times. I've got my wee Bethel music up, you know, no lyrics and just sitting there feeling very supernatural because I'm like, God, your word says, your perfect love casts out all fear. Cast it out, Lord. 
Fill me up, Lord. Let your perfect love just flow through me that I would be fearless, that I would be so powerful. Nothing's happening, Lord. Turn the music up louder. Nothing's happening. (laughs) Sometimes we have these radical God moments and, and His love comes around us and it does shift fear. And it does and it does and it does. I think possibly, probably, more often than not, God's perfect love casting out fear looks like God's perfect love taking us through faith step exercises that cause that fear to sweat out of the pores of our spirit and we begin to push ourselves into the things that He's called us into and as we see His faithfulness and we see His promises come to pass and we step out of the boat, we get across that chicken line and we see what love looks like as we become brave and we push through fear. We sweat fear out, and that's what perfect love sometimes looks like. So last year, around about this time, I was at National Conference, and God had worked it into his spirit that he was going to begin to add some of the weights to my faith bar around finances. And uh, I was in an offering message, and the, the preacher's preaching, and they're doing the offering messages. And, and I, I like offerings. I like tithing. I, I love tithing. But tithing's just being obedient. I, I believe in the 10% tithe. I, I believe in giving God what he's asked for or giving him more than what he's asked for. I don't believe, for me personally, ever giving him less than what he's asked for. But if I just do what I'm asked, the Bible says, if you just do what you've been asked to do, don't, don't expect some great congratulations. You've just been obedient. So just, you know, so I'm like, okay, so that's just my base level. But when it's Offerings. Offering is an opportunity where I get to give him something that costs me something, and that makes room in my heart to take a hold of what's important in his heart, which is a heaven focused, radical, love filled, generous lifestyle. And when we step out in faith and we do that, then we begin to receive more elements of who he is because we're deliberately making room for it. So I'm at, I'm at conference last year, and the preacher's preaching, and offering comes around, and Ryder and I are talking, and she's like, I feel like we're meant to give $500. And I'm feeling pretty happy, because earlier that day, one of the businesses she worked for, because she's an amazing, amazing lady, got lots of different jobs, one of the companies she worked for gave her a 50% pay rise. So I'm just like, I'm on, my lady's got money, I'm on cloud nine, I'm gonna get a new rifle, you know, and sitting there with all the other the guns that I never use because I, I need them all. And I'm like, this is awesome. We're gonna have we're gonna have a buffer. Like I want a finance buffer. And I'm like, yeah. So she's like, I want to give $500. I'm like, yeah, we can give $500 because I got a buffer today. We're gonna make more money. This is good. So we give the $500 and I'm like, I'm such a good Christian, you know. And uh, I'm gonna be pretty honest in this message this morning. And so then the next day comes around and we're there again and they're doing the offering message. And I've got my normal, like, I don't even have to listen to this message because I've already given, so I can, I can relax. And then Rowanna looks at me and goes, I want to give $1,000. And I'm like, what? No, I don't want to give $1,000. And we're having this debate. I want to give $1,000. I'm like, you only want to give $1,000 because you like that preacher. This is an emotional moment. I'm not giving to this guy, you know? So this goes on. And then finally, I'm like, fine, I'll give, I'll give $400. That's $900 now total. We'll do that. And so then you know, she goes and does that and goes out and does a thing. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, God's like, what are you doing? You're meant to be a man. Like, what are you doing? 
And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? So she comes back. I'm like, go give $600 more. So she does that. And I'm just like, I don't want to give this God because now if my dishwasher breaks, I can't fix the dishwasher. You know, my buffer is now in the, like, there is no buffer now, God. And I wasn't that stoked about it. But I came away from conference and something inside me had just totally shifted. A click had come and my prayers started changing. I started going, God, I want to do something really radical with money. I started daydreaming about it. Like the dudes in, in Acts, they would just give radical things away. And I was thinking about it all the time. So I was like, hey, honey, this is what we should do. Set up a bank account and we'll call it the car account because we've been given cars in the past. And it's awesome when you get given cars. And I'm like, God, you bless me. I got given a car, but I want to give somebody a car. That's a cool idea. Don't know if it's a God idea or a me idea. So we set up an account and we put $1 in it. So we'll do this, and then as money comes in, and we know we get our blessings and things like that, we'll, we'll fill that account up to about $5,000, and then we'll buy somebody a car. That could be awesome. And so a little bit of time goes by, and I'm just always hanging out with God, going on drives and things like that, and my other car, and, and doing things. I'm like, God, I want to do something exciting. I want to do something exciting. Do something exciting. And he's, in, he's sitting there going like, this guy's got no idea what we're talking about. And then one day... Around about this time last year, I'm sitting in the front row, Glenn's preaching, and see, I have two houses, or rather, I had two houses, the one that we live in, and then our first home in Invercargill that we rent out. And I kept that house, because you know, rich dad, poor dad, keep your first home, we've got someone living in it, they're paying the mortgage, and then when the kids are older, I'm going to sell the house, going to use it to pay for all their university fees, and then give them a deposit each for their own home. Like It sounds pretty awesome, but it's an Invercargill house, so like, you could probably buy one with a pair of shoes. And so we're doing like, and I'm there, and then God goes, hey, I want your house. And I'm like, no way. Bail on the conversation, bail on the conversation. And then the Holy Spirit hit me, and I went, oh, really loudly in the front row. And Glenn's preaching, just goes, did God just tell you to sell something? And then carries on. I'm like, God! like God's like spotlight and my fear is like run away and so I'm there and I'm in this conversation with God like Glenn's preaching all I'm hearing is wah, 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 wah. and God's like wah, 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 wah. and I'm like get out of the church get out of the church get out of the church what are we going to do what are we going to do look across at my wife oh how's this conversation going to go and I'm like God I can't sell the house you know why I need the house I need the house the house God we know the house right it's going to provide for the kids provide for the kids their houses and then their you know university fees how am I going to do this, God, if I don't have the money, God, and he's just like this, well, you can choose. Either your kids are actually my kids, or they're your kids. You've either dedicated them to me, or you haven't. And so I'm, I'm like, okay, fair point. And then, he, then he's like, but God really knows how to get right into where he wired you. So you can choose between giving your children provision or giving them legacy. And you can choose. And I begin thinking, what sort of dad do I want them to grow up with? Do I want them to have a dad who's just got like all the I's dotted and the T's crossed and everything's just smooth sailing? Or do I want them to grow up in a family where they know the radical provision and supernatural adventure of a faith-filled life? So I go over to Glenn and he prays for me and, and I go over to Rowanna and she's like, oh, that sounds like a cool idea. We should sell the house. Because see, me and Ro, we both thought that it would be a, it was a God thing, so it would be easy. 
Because people are always like, I knew I was a God thing because I had this idea and then everything just fell into place. And God's like, he's hanging out with his angels going, check it out. Jared and Rowanna just signed up for a God gym experience and they think it's gonna take about a month, but we're gonna give them the six month bonus package. Like we're gonna work their muscles. We're gonna get them to the point of failure and then my strength is gonna be made perfect in their weakness. Let's, like they're gonna give her a house. Let's, we should really bless them. Let's let them learn as much as they possibly can. And this, this is gonna be, God's like, man, we got the full like presidential package for them signing up today. And so we put the house on the market, within about a week, our tenant tells us, well, we're going to move out because we don't want to live in a house that's on the market. So there's the money that's paying for that mortgage. It's like whoosh, out the door. And then that's within the week, our boarder who lives in our house, who helps us pay for that mortgage is like, I'm moving out in two weeks. So they're like, whoosh, and then the job, oh, the buffer job with the 50% pay rise. Rose like, hey, so they want me to go full time or I have to step down because the business is growing. So I have to step down. So then that finances is like, whoosh, and I was just like, oh, God, I know this is you. Like it just felt like him, not in a mean way, but just like, a, let's do this. And I was like, I don't want to do this, God. This is meant to be easy. And then it's six months into it. House sells like two times and then falls through both times. Extensions and people are buying it and then the bank doesn't come through and they don't buy it. And we're just like, oh my gosh, God, what is happening? See, I I believe that if you, I had believed that if you go on an adventure and, and you're being brave and if it's God, then it should just look like all things line up. But the reality is, is if it's God, then it's God full stop. And what happens after that? Well, if it was God, then it's still God. And three months into it, we're like, well, how's this gonna work? We're like, well, it was God. So then it's God's problem that really feels like our problem, but it's actually still His problem. And so I want to share that with you because if you're on that adventure at the moment or you're signing up today for a faith adventure with God and you're being brave, I wanna encourage you with this. Be brave don't quit. Like, be brave, don't quit. Be brave, don't quit. Just, just keep trusting that what God said in the light is still true in a dark season and that He is faithful to bring to completion that which He started. And like giving our lives and our trust and our faith and our finances and our hearts radically to God is something that I've never known anyone to regret. I've never regretted it. I've never known anybody to regret it. And I want to wrap up with, with this word for our church because I, I hear Glenn talk about 10,000. We've been talking about, you know, dream to reach 10,000, dream to reach 10,000. We've got the big give because we want to start reaching in 10,000. We want to see people's lives impacted and changed. And I had this prophetic dream um, on the 11th of September this year. I just want to read an element of it out. Last night I dreamed there were a handful of young men with Bibles and I was one of them. Each of our Bibles had a metal rod and it went down to the middle of the book. We could take it in and out of the Bible. The rod acted as an amplifier so that when we read from the Word of God in public places, the Word of God was amplified to those around us. The hunger to read more of His Word got stronger and it was so evident the group kept reading their Bibles until they finished the whole book or large portions of it and then they would buy other translations and they would start reading that one. And the pattern continued. 
We started a community food program and it was based in the streets and it met the needs every day of 10,000 people. The homeless and the orphans and the broken could come and be fed. Then the mafia arrived and in the dream, they represented the demonic strongholds of the unseen world. And and they came and they hated us and they were against us. And on one occasion, they came as a drive-by and they threw a grenade at us as we were there feeding 10,000 people. And this grenade rolled to my feet and I looked at it and I thought, this is it. God, if you don't do something, I'm gonna die. And then as the 10,000 people watched, the grenade didn't blow up and everybody in the community knew that was God's protection. And they all began to praise Him and worship Him. And then the Holy Spirit handed us a grenade and it was the size of a Swiss medicine ball. And and I threw it with a spoken word towards the car that had done the drive-by. And then the glass from that car blew out. And then all across the city were these big buildings that represented demonic strongholds. And all at once, the glass exploded out of all these buildings as God's radical love and action was just felt. And in the dream, there was a constant sense of adventure and risk and danger. But God's love and protection was so great and so over the top that it was comical for us. I just want to invite Glenn up now just to speak to our big give. And I just want to encourage you as as he does this and over the next 21 days, continue to just go on that adventure, to push past fear and to know that if it's a God thing, it's a God thing. So don't quit because if it's not good yet, it simply means that Jesus hasn't finished working on it. So good. Let's put our hands together for just an incredible word uh, this morning and I just, you know, just the adventure that God is calling us on requires our participation and it, and it requires us to face uh, those things that might scare us and, 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 and even mess with our lives. And, and I'm thinking of Jesus um, in the first service and how he, he was speaking to his disciples before he, um, he went to the cross and he, and he said, this is my body broken. This is my body broken. Do this in remembrance of me. And then he went to the cross and then he rose from the grave three days later. But he couldn't pass through into resurrection life unless he embraced that process of being broken. And it's a kind of like for us as a church at the moment and, and, and we are all on this, this adventure that requires something of us to be confronted and maybe for you to engage in giving or in the, in the, into this 21 days of love, it actually means that we need to step over our faith. <laughs> it might mean that we need to, sorry, step over our fear and step into faith. You know, our fear actually can be the launch pad of the faith that God is calling us to express because faith has got to overcome fear. It takes courage. And I love this word from Abraham who said he didn't waver in unbelief regarding the promises of God, but was strengthened in his faith. And so, you know, I just am leaning on this because I know that it takes this pressure at us to hold back, to not be generous and not to not go forward and actually reveal what love looks like. And I want to call you to take that courageous step of faith. You will not regret it. There is the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace and joy. He's not going to ask you to do anything that doesn't end in peace, righteousness and joy. 
Come on. So we're going to, right now, um, grab your pledge card out. And I just trust that you've just been doing this conversation with God during the service about what, what you're going to give uh, into our Big Give offering. This Big Give offering is all about not just going into our general budget, but it is assigned for community initiatives. It's assigned for global initiatives. So our community initiatives just, it looks like Rachel's House, which is uh, an amazing agency for blessing young teenage mums uh, into Thrive Pantry, which is our incredible initiative into the community. And many other uh, great things are happening. Big brothers and sisters, we've got money tag for that as well. Uh, internationally, we, we want to send this to Cambodia, to the Philippines. We want to send this to Arnhem Land, where Chris and Ruth are flying planes and over overseeing an, uh, an organisation into the Aboriginal people of that uh, area. And so we've got assigned to this money... That that's where the love of God is going. This is about us expressing the love of God through courageous giving. And so, you know, that, that's going where you can't. That's going into places where you can't go. And so we're so excited today to be able to, yeah, connect with God's heart and reaching our community. So the ushers are just going to hand around these, um, the, the offering buckets right now. And um, if you've got a, a pledge card that is written out, that would be awesome. Just get that into the bucket and that would be cool. We're going to be speaking to this over the next two or three weeks as we continue on our 21 Days of Love series. So if you just need a little bit of time to process and to go, yes, I'm getting courageous, then you can do that over the next uh, couple of weeks as well. So Good. Man, it is awesome. How about we just stand to our feet right now and just let's just give the Lord a, just a massive shout and clap of praise. Lord, we just praise you. We just praise you. How about we...